Good morning, church. As we tune into worship, does anybody really know what time it is? I mean, before March 15 of this year, we always knew that worship started at 9.15. But now, with digital worship, we might be tuning in any time of the day, or weekend, or week. So, what time is it? Recently, Loretta and I were near the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon in a cabin at Cedar Run, Pennsylvania. And we were interested in how much time it took for our hikes and bike ride on the trail. And so we would check the time before we left and after we concluded. But we came home to Lancaster on Monday the 25th with a whole different emphasis on time. We were no longer concerned about chronological time, but Kairos time, an opportune time, nothing to do with hourly time, but a time that compels us to action. The grass in our yard was five inches high on Monday with rain coming on Tuesday. With much more urgency than tall grass, Paul writes to the first century Christians in Rome. In chapter 13, he tells of a Kairos moment for the Christians living in Rome. He says in so many words, Do you know what time it is? What moment it is? After summarizing the conditional civil obligations for Christians, pay to all what is due to them, taxes, revenue, respect, honor. He goes on to summarize in verse 8 the crux of the matter for Christians, and here it is. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for love does not do any harm to one's neighbor. To the people of Rome, this is an astounding comment countercultural. People in Rome live with significant expectations of patronage. In other words, relationships hinged on giving and accepting favors to get ahead, to protect one's family, stay in favor with government officials. You pat my back and I'll pat your back. And to not play along with this routine could be dangerous for the family. But this call to love others is not an exercise of patronage because the debt to love others is never paid up with favors. The debt to love others is never paid up with favors. When you can never completely pay back another person, it changes the relationship. The patronage game is over. And when people live with this attitude and practice of loving one's neighbor, it is not about expecting a favor in return. The way to live in a nutshell is, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. 
So, we can read our clocks to tell the time, but Paul wants us to wake up to our awareness of the times in which we live and do something about it. Because now is the time to live by the debt of love. Not tomorrow, not next week, not when I'm healthy, not when COVID-19 is under control, not when we have financial freedom, but now. To hold back active love is to live in the darkness of the inaction of tomorrow, which, by the way, never comes, does it? Rather, Paul writes that the light of day has come. Wake up, he says, and live transparently with integrity. And he calls this putting on the Lord Jesus Christ, which makes no provision for patronage. For the Roman Christians, this is a call to love those mentioned in chapters 14 and 15. Those among their church body who think differently than they do. Who believe and have convictions that differ. And this plays out in the differing attitudes and beliefs regarding eating food that was once offered to idols in the marketplace. For us today, the urgency to live by love is no different. To live with integrity and honorary toward our fellow humans. Quoting an article in the Christian Century, the time to love is now, across every divide of race, theology, and politics and issues, whether it's the neighbor who believes strongly in the right to bear arms publicly, while on the same block another neighbor cherishes the freedom of same-sex marriage, while yet another advocates a fair minimum wage for everyone, and still another simply can't understand why we can't just say all lives matter. What does it mean to love one's neighbor in times like these when love has so many faces? Here's one face. After Jacob Blake was shot, ESPN sports writer Howard Bryant noted the many postponed sports events in his article entitled, The Reality of Black Pain is Breaking American Sports Status Quo. In a Congress moment, seven Major League Baseball games postponed. National Basketball Association and Women's National Basketball Association games, the players walked out and have just now started coming back to action. Naomi Osaka, former number one women's tennis player, pulled out of Western and Southern Open, certainly a sacrifice of dollars for herself and anticipation by her fans to see her perform. She said, before I am an athlete, I am a black woman with more important matters at hand that need attention. She wanted everyone to see the pain of the athlete before the one who performs. The athlete who is a person first. She wanted people to love the athlete first over the pleasure we gain from watching her perform. Now my take on this now is the time to love the value of the person more than the athlete in the person.
It's time to love people over our love to follow, to follow competitive sports. Now is the time to love, which does no harm to the neighbor. Another face of love. In her 2018 memoirs called Educated, Tara Westover writes of her life when she was not able to love herself. Then she proceeds to write about negative and positive liberty. And she describes negative liberty as freedom from external obstacles that restrain us from taking action. Anything outside of ourselves that keeps us from loving the neighbor. She describes positive liberty as to be liberated from irrational fears, superstitions, beliefs, addictions, or any form of self-coercion in order to love ourselves. I think Paul's words of darkness and light fit right in here in the context of Roman patronage. On the one hand, the darkness of life can restrain us while living in the light, and yet the positive hope of loving one's neighbor can liberate us, as Westover wrote. Now is the time to love oneself so we can love one's neighbor. A third face of love. In COVID time, I found myself at times somewhat disinterested and indifferent to the time of day. And maybe you found yourself in the same boat. I resonate with a song by Chicago. Does anybody really know what time it is? After several months, we all live with COVID-19 by having church worship separate from gathering together. I felt somewhat indifferent to church. Yes, our church. While I believed I was appreciating church and coping just fine with Zoom meetings and Zoom church, Zoom pastoral care and my part-time role as transitional pastor, I was feeling a bit jaded. And I began to wonder if I really belonged to East Chestnut Street Mennonite Church. But along came our church picnic on August 25. I drove with Loretta somewhat indifferent to its importance, not sure I needed this, and thinking the first sign of rain, we're turning back and going home. But as we settled in our chairs with social distancing and masks, I became aware within myself of a deep, deep feeling of belonging, of connection, of a Kairos moment of love for my church neighbors. To use Paul's words, I was awakened to love. These are my people, I thought. I need them to help me stay awake to Paul's words, which are, Owe no one anything except to love one another. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So let's all wake up, because now is the time to love. Amen.